0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Welcome to Monday, the 8th of August. Ryan was busy doing a <laughs> bit of national service, hosting uh some national day celebrations it was or pre celebrations
1: more fun than i expected yeah. you no know, seeing the crowds the energy you know, just coming through with all the positivity from the performances and all the songs and the fireworks wow mm. you, know, you just can't help but feel good in that environment
0: and i believe you put some of it up on your instagram
1: uh Page as well, right? Yes, my handle ryanhuang.sg. If mm. you want to check out the pictures and the videos of what went down, of course, uh, it is a bit of a preview of what's to come tomorrow when you yeah, get the yeah. National Day Parade. And I went for a preview of the NDP. And this, I think, is one of my favorite ones because it has a bit of everything for everyone. And performances are spot on and the songs are actually quite catchy I can't yeah. get the tune on my head whoa <laughs> okay Ryan don't <laughs> sing on air uh, but yeah
0: Ryan ryanhwang.sg if you want to check out some of those videos uh, and yeah we'll be speaking with uh, the creative director of National Day Parade 2022 later on at about 8.10 so go check out Ryan's Instagram page and uh, give him a follow and if you want you can follow me or Sola no problem okay let's take a look at what we'll be paying attention to today markets wise we did have uh, some positive news over the Weekend. And from what I'm gathering, this is not going to be too challenging moving forward. President Biden is expected to sign it.
1: Yes, so this is what investors will be following, the positive news out of the past few hours. So we've just got reports that the US Senate has passed the most ambitious climate spending package in the country's history. So it's historic in that sense. So it's prompting a lot of optimism around the environmental advocates. And this is after months of gridlock about how Joe Biden would address the whole green agenda, cutting emissions because there's been a lot of inter- And uh, intra-party scrubbing um, with what's in the details of the package. Mm. So this is now passed on to the house. And then after that, it will be passed on to Joe Biden's desk. So let me give you the breakdown of what's in play here. You've got, being earmarked, $369 billion being put aside for US energy security and to fight climate change. And this finally came about after nearly one and a half years of intra-party squabbling about the scope of the bill, what it will cover, especially a lot of resistance coming through from the Republicans about how this package included tax hikes that would kill jobs in the middle of a recession. Right. So that's been a point of contention. But on the flip side, you've got at least some Democrats saying, hey, this is going to mean it will future-proof the US economy by creating the jobs of the future and also create Green jobs. So this one area of debate that will continue, I believe, for a long time to come. Uh, so for now, it is um, past fifty-one to fifty, the yeah. tiebreaker from Kamala Harris. Yeah. So that's what um, will be in discussion in the coming weeks as we see it head towards uh, Joe Biden's desk after passing the House of Representatives.
0: Uh, something else we're watching closely is some data that's out. China's export growth painting a very interesting picture. And mind you, this is on the back of the mm. fact that we had some COVID scares. We were expecting potential Shanghai-like lockdowns, although that came under control. Uh, what numbers are we looking at?
1: Yeah, I would say it's a double dose of good news. Mm. So you have the package being passed by Senate, and that's going to be good news for solar panel makers, anyone who's in a green business, and 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 then you have some good news for almost everyone else. Mm -hmm. This is where we have China's export numbers coming in. Unexpectedly better than what people are looking out for. So we had in July a reading of 18%. That's better than the June reading of 17.9%. The consensus forecast was for 15%. And as you pointed out, China's been going through quite a few rough patches with COVID-19 lockdowns and then unlocking and then back potentially again with all the COVID-19 testing in places. The latest I'm reading this morning is in Hainan. So you've got that pretty much on edge and just putting the economy um, under a lot of question marks and some dark clouds So that's Some encouraging data At least coming through From July To show some Resilience In the um, demand Alright let's get back To the US If you don't mind uh, Because on
0: Friday We had A jobs report And it is seen as a crucial one. It is one of two that the central bank will look at in deciding how much to raise rates for the September meeting. That's not all. We also have two more CPI numbers
1: to weigh in on. One of them is coming this week. Yeah, let's talk about that jobs number first, right? 528,000. That is more than double what the consensus forecast was looking out for. Hey, more than double. Are we in a recession or not? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the jobs market says no. So this is where that debate continues. Are we in a recession? Some numbers say yes, some numbers say no. So this will continue to play out as we look for more data. And this week, we have a couple of data points to continue that debate. And this is where the CPI numbers, the inflation numbers will be in focus. Consumer price index numbers um, for the US will be out on Thursday, alongside the PPI, the producer price index numbers. Yeah. So we are watching out first, PPI is expected to increase by 7.6% year on year. Good news, it is likely to moderate from the peak in April of 9.2%. So some easing after some rise in the past few months. And this is going to be good news for consumers in the US who mm. have been facing Rising costs of living, uh, those pressures from petrol front, from food costs. So maybe we could see some good news here. And on the consumer price index, that is expected to fall to 8.9 percent from 9.1 okay. percent in June. So that's also a reflection of how things may be, in some fashion, plateauing or easing up on the inflation front. All right, uh,
0: we are going to turn our attention now to the UK. We're expecting second quarter GDP numbers.
1: This is coming out this week. It is out this week. And this is going to be off the back of last week's BOE rate hike. Ah, I yes. think you and jing are talking about this. Yeah. It was the biggest rate hike, 50 basis points, first time in 27 years. And this, of course, means higher rates, which could put a spanner in the works when it comes to economic growth. Yeah. So right now, the projection is for the second quarter to come in at 0.1% contraction. So if we get this rate hike coming through and playing out and maybe even more rate hikes to come then the next quarter is going to be even more challenging and already the BOE has warned that a recession is on the horizon. For sure, for sure. Uh, Let's wrap it up quickly with this one. (laughs) I'm not sure if it's a fun one. Elon Musk is still fighting with Twitter. (laughs) So in this episode of Elon Musk versus the world, he is trying (laughs) to take on the CEO of Twitter. Yeah, Parag Agrawal. Agrawal, Parag Agrawal. So he wants a public debate about bots. And this has been the long-running issue. How many bots are there really in the Twitterverse? Yeah. So this has been a point of contention uh, that's been holding back the buyout or the buyover by Elon Musk over Twitter. So he says, no, there are more bots than what Twitter is claiming or admitting Mm, to. mm. So he's saying, hey, let's have a debate, a public debate, once and for all, to just sort this out between the CEO and Elon Musk. And this will well he wants a war of words (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. And it is interesting to see how he is still pushing on because he was giving all these breath theory about, hey, this is not a deal for me. I don't want it anymore. But then here he is again trying to ease himself back into the conversation to say, hey, maybe I want a deal after all and I want to get this sorted out.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, you go to court, your court date gets pushed forward. Okay, I might as well have a public debate. Uh, I wonder how much of it is face saving. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.